everybody. John Stanek from Johnny Radio here, bringing you another episode of the So You Think You Know podcast, where I interview musicians, artists, and all sorts of interesting people. This is a very special episode. You may know her from dozens of acting and singing roles in theater, singing at her church, singing pretty much wherever she goes. And if she's not lifting your spirits with her beautiful vocals, she's cracking you up with her hilarious sense of humor. She's one of the coolest people I know, and I'm lucky to say she's my mom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Anita Stratton Covell. <laughs> it's so great to see you, of course. Thank you. It's good to see you, Mr. Man. <laughs> yes. This is so cool, you being on the show. And uh, I got to say, music obviously is a big part of my life, huge part of your life. And I think you are the reason probably that it's a big part of my life. You got me, you know, at such a young age into the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, Aretha Franklin, the greats, the list goes on and on. Right. Um, and I'm thankful for that because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have that. And that makes me think like, yeah, it probably wasn't the same for you when you were a kid. How did you get into no. music? Um, well, actually, that's unusual. Um, I, when I was little, I was very, very shy and quiet. Mm -hmm. And nobody believes that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really quiet and shy. And I like to sing, though, uh, but I would sing by myself a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, and so when it, I went to this really cool elementary school where uh, Mrs. Combs was our music teacher and like by fifth or sixth grade, she asked me to be in this thing called the Special Girls. And we got to sing like solos and like high parts over silent night and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and we'd wear little costumes, with angel wings. So it was very angelic and I loved it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that was the beginning for me. And uh, uh, sometimes when I would walk the dog uh, at night, I would uh, sing walking around the block by myself. So nobody could hear me, you know? And so later, um, actually, by the time I got into college, but I'll sort of flip back. But mm -hmm. uh, when I got into college and I was taking voice lessons, my mom told me that um, she had a conference with Mrs. Combs, you know, you know, the open house things. And uh, Mrs. Combs told her that I should be taking voice lessons when I turned 13. Mm. but she shouldn't start before that. Well, we didn't have a lot of money. And so she never told me that story until later when I started taking voice lessons. And then she said, well, this is the thing. And I was like, wow. I said, well, that's really cool that that happened. You know, yeah. and I got to uh, take voice lessons later when I was 18 and 19 and 20 and 21. So that's one of those full circle moments. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I got to do solos at, in college and, you know, I started out as an English major and then halfway through school, I wanted to quit. And my mom said she was grandma. She, she yeah. said she would kill me and I believed her. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I better yeah. do something. So I switched to, to music as yeah. my degree. And then I got a, uh, degree in vocal performance. Right. And, um, and then I didn't do anything for a while. Sure. And, yeah. uh, and then later after you were, you were about, you were about four years old or something. I started to do musical theater. I tried out for a couple of shows in New Jersey and I got the part and then you had to come to rehearsal with me. I don't know if you remember that at all, but I remember a little bit of that. I think when I was a little older, but yeah. I I do remember the uh, Carmina Burana uh, being played. Oh, the story about that. Oh, that was in. Oh, I skipped the whole thing. When I was in high school as a senior, 
Um, I got to a scholarship as a gifted music student. I got to do Carmina Burana in Pennsylvania uh, with okay. Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. With, I mean, I was in a cast of, of like a hundred people we were singing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's when I did that, and then I did a couple of shows um, in Maplewood, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I did nothing again. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you, you had a resurgence in the theater many years later, which is really cool. Right. Well, <clears throat> that's because of Susie. She was mm-hmm. really quiet. And I said, mm-hmm. do you want to do this drama camp? And she said, okay. And I said, wow, okay. So she got into it. And then they had parts available for parents and whoever, adults. And they asked if I wanted to audition. And I said I would. And yeah. then I started doing musical theater again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for you, the story about you and me and music went back to, uh, oh, God, what was that band that I hated? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, was it like an 80s rock band? Yeah, like yeah. when I was around 10 or something, Guns and Roses and it, it was Def It Leopard wasn't them. And... It was like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Who was who were those guys? Oh, uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted yeah. Sister. You Twisted Sister. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I told a friend and she said, make believe you like it, the, the, <laughs> the band. And I was like, oh, nice. Okay. So it was like reverse psychology. So I went ahead and yeah. said, yeah, they're good. And then, but then I, I started to educate, I started to educate you on, uh-huh. I said, well, let me tell you about what came before that. Yeah. You know, let's look at Led Zeppelin. Let's look mm-hmm. at, you know, cream. Let's look at these guys. And exactly. then there were people before that, like muddy waters mm-hmm. and, you know, all these other people yes. that I, I turned you on to. Yeah. I, I, that's funny. I guess you, I think you got me the twisted sister record actually. I bought it. Even yeah. though I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and my memory of this kind of whole thing uh, is even bigger. Like uh, one Christmas I asked you for cassette tapes of guns and roses, Def Leppard, and I think Bon Jovi or something. And then uh-huh. you got me those, but then in addition, you got me Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and uh-huh. told me I should check them out. And of course, you know, I thought that wasn't cool yet. Uh, and it took me a while to do it. But then when I did, my mind was blown. So, right. uh, but, and then of course you had played me from even the earliest days. I remember the Beatles being, uh, always right. in the background, what when was I mean? You were in amongst Beatlemania uh, when you were a kid. So. I grew up. I was twelve years old when they came. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's fifty-seven years ago today because Ringo Starr posted this on Facebook today. What? He said fifty-seven years ago today we played the Ed Sullivan show. Get out! That's I'm awesome. not you. So, yeah. and he was like. Yeah. And I was, I wrote, I actually wrote to him like me, me and another gazillion people today. I wrote him back, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that was like a seminal moment. Like they were hyping it up on the radio and I didn't know. And they started playing Beatles music and I started to like it. And then I saw them for the first time on Ed Sullivan and I was kind of like in shock. I was like, wow, these guys are so cool and they're cute. And I liked Paul. And then later I liked John better because John was uh-huh. funny. And right. I saw Hard Day's Night and you could see how funny John was. And right. so I really enjoyed John. And I actually, I liked them all, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, George and ended up stars. becoming my favorite. Uh, I know. For various reasons. But but John, a close second for sure. Right. And, um and I, I wasn't even planning to tell this story, but I always felt a kinship to John from very early on. I think I've talked about this on my YouTube channel, actually. But my one of my first memories at, just as a child was uh, the death of John Lennon, because your reaction to it, you were like sobbing, I think, on a bed. I was sobbing. And I, I asked you what was wrong. And you, you said, 
your friend had died and that his name was John like you. So it was like, not only that stood out because it was almost like I felt some kind of thing because we had the same name, but also looking back, it's very cool how you called him your friend. You know, I had to think about, it took me a moment to think, okay, why am I crying? Why am I crying? I don't know him really personally, but because I grew up with their their music, I felt very connected to them and mm-hmm. especially John. So, but I actually, I love them all. So it makes it sense was, though. I uh, mean, I think so many people felt connected to him, whether mm-hmm. it was the Beatles or Imagine for God's sakes. I mean, yeah, he was like, not just the voice of a generation, but in the early seventies, the whole, uh, the Vietnam war. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he spoke so, on behalf of so many people of what they were thinking. Right. So, but he was off the wall. So sometimes I would be like, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's too much, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, um, exactly. did I like yoga? Oh no, no. Right. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people would say well, like, oh yeah, big Yoko fan, that's for sure. No, yeah, uh, no. Especially not vocally. Right, right, uh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So what, I mean, singing wise, uh, going back to, you know, you found your that you had a talent for singing, um, someone recognized it um, mm-hmm. early on, which is really cool. But what, so what was the connection was it more because it was through school that you did theater kind of stuff or did you really gravitate towards like, uh, you know, the sound of music kind of style? Well, I mean, you have to, you have to think about your gift, the gift Mm -hmm. that you have um, musically speaking. I knew I was a soprano. Um, I knew that um, I'm kind of a lyric soprano and that voice goes really well with musical theater. Yeah. And certainly, actually, I did try to audition for an opera company when I was about 30, mm. uh, the New Jersey Opera Company, and I didn't make it. But, um, but it was a cool experience anyway. Um, and so I felt like that was my niche. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it doesn't, doesn't mean I didn't sing... Uh, I did sing uh, with a couple of rock bands, um, but not that much. But when, um, when but, was this? But actually, I sang with a, a group called the Three Minute Shower at the Dirt Club. Oh, I remember! I remember that guy Cliff, <laughs> right? Cliff. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah. So it was weird, you know, but it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Um, and I sang kind of some rock stuff with um, or folk rock kind of thing when I was involved with uh, doing uh, meditation with this uh, big cult that I was in for a while. Yeah. And uh, and so so I sang a lot at programs, small mm-hmm. programs there. And that was that was neat. Right. You've but then, always been singing. Always been singing. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And so then I got involved with, um, Jesus. Yes. I was getting to that part for sure. Yeah. So the music followed me when I led worship, um, at a couple of churches, as you know, Mm -hmm. and I was an act, I was not an acting coach. I was a, a singing coach for some people to get them to, you know, we'd have like this class and everything. And I, I encourage some people, I feel like I'm an encourager. That's kind of who I am. And so um, I guess I'm a teacher at heart in, in some ways, but um, yeah, I do love to perform. I love, and, and, the, and the thing about musical theater is a lot of it is funny. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's like my favorite thing is being funny. And yeah. I, I love to make people laugh all the time. So, but how I came to know the Lord Jesus was this, and, and you know, this story, but mm-hmm. um, we were in Georgia and I was in a bad second marriage 
And uh, my husband at the time said, oh, you need to find a house. You need to find a house. And I had filed for bankruptcy like two years before, and I would call realtors and they wouldn't call me back. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what am I going to do? I'm at my wits end. Um, I landed up in my bedroom on the floor sobbing one day and I'm sobbing. I'm like, I'm helpless and I'm hopeless. I felt like I was at my lowest common denominator. And so after I had the sob storm kind of ended and I felt all of this peace, I felt like a a tremendous amount of peace. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God basically sort of talked in my head a little bit and said, you're going to find your house. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. everything's okay you're gonna find your house right and a week later i found our house yeah yeah um which was an unusual thing and uh an amazing thing because it shouldn't have happened really and then i thought okay god i think yeah. you must be real you must be real mm-hmm. for this to happen a week later right um And so then at work, there was a girl named Deirdre and she um, had a very chaotic life. She had four kids and a husband, but she was always like peaceful. And I'd say, wow, there's something about her. There's something about her. I don't understand. She is usually very cheerful, peaceful. And I said, whatever it is that you have, Deirdre, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want that. And then we at lunchtime one day, we, you know, she shared her testimony with me and her life and everything. And I prayed with her and I felt completely different. I yeah. felt different. Mm-hmm. And, and then I found a church through another coworker. And the third time I went, I literally ran down the aisle it was an old school baptist church as you know shady grove and yeah shady grove baptist church and i just i got dressed up because i knew that day yeah. i was ready i was right. i was scared a couple of two weeks in a row and then the third week i said i'm gonna do this thing mm-hmm. and i felt like god wouldn't wouldn't forgive me for things i had done in my past and then i found out that that wasn't true. And I felt all this love and, you know, yeah. grace. And uh, uh, this little old lady Pearl said to me, uh, you know, she s- sat with me and she said, you don't have to cry anymore. Yeah. Everything's yeah. okay. And then she prayed with me and then things went from yeah. there. Yeah. And, and yeah. at the, I'm not sure you would probably know the timeline of, of that better than I would. But essentially this at the same time, really um, I had my experience where uh, a street preacher came and prayed right. with me at, while I was working at Winn-Dixie outside right. with the, putting the uh, shopping carts in. And I didn't even really know what he was talking about, but I, I kind of felt bad for the guy because some other people were like yelling at him or something. And then uh, he prayed the sinner's prayer with me. And I, I just remember feeling, like you said, just total peace. And I felt great, but I didn't really understand. And then when you mm-hmm. started going and invited me, it all clicked. And uh, yeah, it was shortly after. What, what you uh, said to me was, why, why, do you, why are you going to church all the time? Yeah. What? And I said... <laughs> And then it was another moment where I had to come up with an answer, you know, Mm -hmm. and I said, well, why don't you check it out? Yeah. Check it up. Check it out and let me know what you think. Yep. You know, and you went, well, I'll, I'll go as long as I don't have to join a church. If I don't, I said, no, you know, I have to join. (laughs) Check it out. You know, and then you started to go to church and then you, you got, I watched you get baptized and then. Mm-hmm. Susie wanted to get baptized and she got baptized. Yeah, she man. was, I think, eight. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It was, uh, 
I mean, life changing on in so many ways, but, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. going back to, um, that was where you, for a time you were not just singing, but also giving lessons to people. And I remember right. people like, um, who was the, uh, the older guy, Frank, um, Frank Harrison, Frank Harrison. Yeah. And, but, and like, you know, there was all these, uh, characters that you wouldn't imagine would be like great singers, but, uh, I remember him singing that song, the anchor holds and it being like profoundly moving from this guy. Right, Um, right, right. You know, so that I'm sure to you, that must've been like times 10. Cause you were like, yeah, yeah. I, I taught this guy. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, that's true. Actually one of the best, there's two of the best times I've had with theater had to do with Jesus because um, I got to direct Godspell once mm-hmm. and I had your sister in it and, that and her really friend cool. Catherine and yeah. all people of different, age ranges which is interesting Mm -hmm. and it worked um and it was exciting um because it combined you know my beliefs with music and theater you know Mm -hmm. so you can't beat that and the other the other time that I had which was the craziest time in fact I was just talking about it with some this guy Brandon who was like a teenager or like a little kid at the time and he remembers the show um and I had to do it we had it at Liberty Church on the weekend and I had to do it seven times but um I I had to create a character because they were I was supposed to be I was cast as the mother of Mary and I was supposed to have a husband and the husband flaked out and then they got another guy and he flaked out and I said well do you want me to do I mean should I just not do the show and they're like no no you could still do it I said well how about if I like create a character and I could still be in the scene so I they were like okay so I called myself Mrs. Goldfarb and (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and so I was in the scene and we're all sort of gossiping about Mary, like what's the deal and this right. and that. Yeah. And we only had like three lines that we had to say in the scene to get mm-hmm. to the next scene. And then the rest of it was entirely improv. I had never done improv before and I got to do it seven times. And so what happened was what was, it was so encouraging really and funny because we would see every time we did the show, a bunch of the teenagers would run in the back and sit down to watch that scene. Yeah. Because they were waiting to see what we were going to say this time. Right. You know? And it was the coolest thing ever, I think. Yeah. Ever- so you, and I guess that was the moment uh, really when you realized uh, acting was a skill just as equal if maybe if not more than singing for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you did um, more of it. I did a lot of it. Maybe I did too much of it, but I did a lot and I miss it. I kind of missed it. You know, when I was putting up these scripts um, in this bookcase over here um, and I started realizing how much I had done and how much I actually miss it. Yeah. Um, And so maybe at some point, you know, I think a lot of people I know that are actors around town are missing doing live theater because of COVID. But Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we never know. We'll never know. And and I never know if, you know, have I aged out? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, But yeah, well, that's what you're going to say. Come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But um, it was uh, it was cool. I mean, I did. And some of my favorite characters was playing um, in Come Blow Your Horn. I played the mom mm-hmm. and I had to do this monologue for 10 minutes on a phone. And it was like the scariest thing for me to do. I was yeah. thinking, I'm never going to remember all the lines. And I, I was struggling, but I did OK. And uh, and then I played Yenta the matchmaker in yeah. uh, Fiddler on the Roof. And I 
had a blast doing mm -hmm. that too. Um, and so, I mean, there's a lot of shows that I did that I really and truly love doing and, and portraying certain people and also being nasty, yeah. which is for me, that's, that, that's really, although yeah. maybe some people would say I'm good at being nasty, but yeah, it's a stretch for me. Right, right. It, but yeah, and, and it's fun. No, I ever did. It was a serious play. There was no music. I had to do the mousetrap, and I had to get strangled in the middle of the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in the dark. I've been to. I think like ninety-eight percent of your shows. I, right. I hope. And, I know. Uh, I mean, they were all great, and it was Thank always. You. Uh, yeah, you were always either the the great comic relief or the the great voice or both. Uh, which is so cool. So I hope that you get back to it when it's safe to do. Well, yeah. Because I know it's a passion. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. a lot of work. It is a mm -hmm. lot of work, though, yeah. and a commitment. So sure. I mean, we'll see. Maybe. Who, who were some of your like comedic uh, influences, oh. would you say? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Martin Short. Of course, I was hoping you said that. <laughs> Steve Martin. Yeah, the, the um, best. Uh, even ja old Jackie Gleason. Um, mm -hmm. Jerry Lewis. Of course, yes. Uh, let's see. Billy Crystal. Mm -hmm. Notice I'm not saying any women. It's weird. I, I do notice that, yeah. Well, um, I like Tina Fey, Amy mm -hmm. Poehler, Kate McKinnon. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody in Seinfeld. I mean. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Lucy. Oh, yeah. I love Lucy. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Actually, actually, she was a very serious person. She wasn't that funny in real life. Her husband mm. was funnier. Yeah. Naturally Ricky. funny. Right. Yeah. And you can hear him laughing in the audience because he went like, her, 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 her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> laughing yeah. at his wife. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I can't think of anybody else. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that if I really thought about it, I would what would yeah. you say in your life has been the stronger of the medicines, laughter or music? Laughter. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think I concur with that myself. Yeah. Too. I mean, music is deep um mm -hmm. laughter i mean for me because i went through a lot of hard times mm -hmm. uh i think especially laughing with you mm -hmm. it was like the most fun of all i mean i enjoyed you so much and still do i mean i was gonna I say past tense you would <laughs> like yeah well you know <laughs> i mean <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm an old man now. When you, you yeah. used to do, you used to put little characters together and do little shows. Yeah. And so that would make me laugh a lot. Mm. I mean, you were very funny. Thank you. You were extremely funny. And you still are. You're very yeah. funny. Well, I appreciate that. So yeah. are you. Well, maybe but... you should do some. Maybe you should do something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe I will. <laughs> Check it out. Check it up, man. Forget about it. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was oh I was gonna say um you said you've been through some some hard times. Uh man, this was you know hard really on all of us at the time when you went through cancer, uh stage three uh breast cancer. And mm -hmm. I, I know during that time for me anyway, yeah, I I found escape a lot in those two things, music and comedy for sure. But oh, yeah. I, but I think through, I think we all got closer uh, as a family uh, through laughter that, in those days. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But music is very healing as well. I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah. On uh, other levels that comedy can't really do like can't uh, reach it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can cry laughing. Of course, uh, if uh, you get I'd to that to point, I love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, can you? I th th this was another thing I wasn't 
I didn't put on our a list or anything, but yeah, um, yeah. But now that I mentioned the the cancer, can you speak to a, a little bit about that story of mm-hmm. of God healing you uh, specifically? Yeah. Yes, because that's amazing. Um, I actually wrote that down over here. Um, I um, let's see. I'll try to make it short, but that's hard to do. But you don't have to. Yeah, I I. Uh, I had the swelling under my right arm and I didn't know what it was. And I went to the doctor and, and this doctor said, Oh, it might, you have a cat. You have a cat. I said, yeah. Um, has, has the cat ever scratched you? And I said, yeah, because you might have cat scratch fever. <laughs> and oh, I was wow. like, you mean that's a real thing? And he said, yeah. yeah. And so he, he referred me to a surgeon. The surgeon said, well, I don't know. And then he, he recognized you know, that he needed to know, do more examining, examining of me and find out that, to find out there was a growth there and it was large Um, and it was hidden sort of. Um, And so I was about 40 something. Mm -hmm. It was 21 years ago, I think. I think this year will be 22 That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And um. So they did the biopsy and they said, well, it's a five centimeter tumor and, and it's also possibly in your lymph nodes. That's why they're so swollen. So I was scheduled for chemotherapy first, six months, and then surgery and then radiation. And I was afraid. I mean, I would have moments where I wasn't afraid, but then this one day I was very, very down and feeling like my thing was I was doing the let's make a deal Jesus um can you allow me to live to see my children grow up mm-hmm. and that was that was my thing if I could only if you could just give me that you know and then I went okay stop making deals <laughs> and there was right. a there was a Christian show on and they were at their prayer time and we, as you know, we were going to a Baptist church and there was no real, there was no laying on of hands or anything like that for healing. Yeah. Uh, I had never seen that, but I was prompted by the, uh, what I am going to say was the Holy Spirit to literally take my left hand and put it in my right armpit where the swelling was. And a groan came from my gut like a mm. big, I had never, and just, just this guttural thing came out of me, like, oh, like something I was giving up or something. Yeah. And at that moment, within about 60 seconds, the swelling under my arm started to go down. And I thought, how could that be? <laughs> Am I crazy? So I was crying and you guys were like, Oh, oh, you're sad. You're scared. And I was like, no, no, no. I said, check. Am I crazy? And I asked you guys to look at my armpit. Mm -hmm. And I said, does the swelling look like it's gone down to you? And both you and and dad said, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, Frank. And uh, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not crazy. And here's what happened. And what I felt that God was saying to me is that you're going to be, you're going to make it. Yeah. You're not going to die. You're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to get through this. And that, does, that doesn't mean that the whole time I was on a high from there, I would go like up and down like a roller coaster on it. But sure. Yeah. But everything after that was contrary to normal situations with chemo like my blood my white blood cell count never went down i never missed a chemo treatment um in fact they were going up and it didn't make any sense i never threw up Mm -hmm. with chemotherapy um then they took away the pre-meds that caused me not to throw up or at all supposedly and i still didn't throw up yeah and then when they did the surgery uh, they, I was in the hospital and they were trying to kick me out to go home like three days later and the pathology report came back and it said, and they, and the nurse called me and she goes, I needed to call you on the phone because this is amazing. 
I have to tell you, I said, okay. She goes, there's no evidence of cancer and there's none. We took out 18 lymph nodes. There's none in your lymph nodes. And I couldn't believe it. And yeah. again, I started crying again and, yeah, you know, and it did not, that type of that particular cancer never returned. Right. Um, now, right. two years ago, I got cancer again, right? but it was a different type of cancer, but it was breast cancer again, but it was only a, like one centimeter. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to remove that and I didn't have to have chemotherapy at all. So that, yeah, that's been a blessing, you yeah. know? God is um, good again. And yeah. And in yeah. both, you Don't know, care. such an amazing story that I've, I've personally shared your testimony with that with a lot of people that uh, Katya and I have prayed with at church, um, you know, people that are going through cancer and uh, mm -hmm. just as a reminder that God does do miracles. And, but what's cool, especially hearing you tell that story in close proximity with the story of, you know, you being kind of desperate and hearing God's voice about getting a house is he always meets us when we're at our lowest. That is like, so true. Always. That is so true. Mm -hmm. And then, and you have, and then there's that you're at your lowest, but then there, there has to be this thing of saying, okay, God, I give up. I surrender yeah. to you. I'm right. surrendering what I think, how I can fix my life, how I think I can do all this stuff. And the truth is I can't do anything. Right. I can't do anything in my own strength, mm -hmm. you know, and then I keep getting that lesson over and over again, even lately uh, with sure. the situation, but yeah. And, yeah. and also meeting my current husband, I, I was trying to meet a husband online and stuff like that, or find someone. And I was trying to do it. Right. And then I went, okay, God, I give up. I give up. And, that's, and then when you gave up, that's when it worked. Like a month later, yeah, we met. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's that whole thing, and it's our human nature to want to, you know, be in control and yeah, like I want to fix everything. Right. Yeah. That's a bad habit of mine That's, because uh, I mean, by now you would think I would <laughs> learn to trust. <laughs> I mean, but then I mean, I get the I get the clue, and then I go, okay, yeah. I'm overstepping my boundaries. I'm not letting mm -hmm. God take care of this situation. Yeah, you're a, a human being like everybody right. else. With frailty. Okay. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You're pretty great, I must say. Shut up. <laughs> In many ways. But uh, I, I know this is, there's no segue for this, but I, I, we have to talk about the Stevie Wonder story. Okay. Okay. Because it's amazing. Well, that was a God thing too. Yes. I mean, I really as a matter of that fact. That was a God thing. Yeah. So you were so kind. I was having a downturn in my my professional life and uh, with my boss, and I was really low. And uh, I called you. I saw the Stevie Wonder concert was going to happen. And I think the I saw Songs it in, in the Key of Life tour. Yeah. Right, right. So I was like, oh, we don't have the money to go, you know, so can't go. But then I, I thought I'm going to call you and ask you. I called you and I said, hey, I know what I want for Christmas. And you were like, <laughs> what? I said, I want to go see Stevie Wonder. OK, and I want you to take me, which is also weird because you're my <laughs> son. right? So but anyway, so so while we were talking on the phone, you, you said, is it okay if I tell you I already bought the tickets just now? And I was like, what? You know, so. <laughs> yeah. So we got there really early. Yeah. And we were talking to this usher and she was really nice and, and, you know, very jovial. And we, I just was like going bonkers because we were there and I couldn't believe we were there. She was so nice. You know? She even took a picture of us, which I love that picture, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And so. We got, we got in these, we were in the nosebleed section mm -hmm. 
And um, should I tell this story? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you you left out one key element to the funny part, which the wine is coolers? yeah, yeah. I I told you to sneak some little uh, mini wines into your purse, right. and you did. And I then did. as we were going through security to get in the building, they open they go through your purse, and I saw your face. You were like freaked out. And the kid goes, he looked at you and then he looked back and then he goes, ah, it's Stevie Wonder. It was like, (laughs) he was was going, that's your mom? Yeah. Your mom? (laughs) And then he went, oh, He thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. So So, we got in. So we we got in with the smuggled wine and then then we we make friends with the security guard going into the Right. Because we got there too early. Right, right. So then about halfway through the show, which was amazing, by the way, um, she the security guard comes in with a flashlight and she's shining it on us. And she goes, hey, come here, get Ma, get Ma. Because she, yeah, she called you Ma. Mom. And yeah. I thought she's somebody's t- somebody told on us. <laughs> and they, you they thought that it was because of the wine. Course. I said, we're going to get kicked. I said, I'm not going to get up and go. And then eventually we went. And then it turns out it wasn't that at all. It was this couple that had amazing seats down almost near the front. I guess they were leaving early for some reason. And they went all the way up to the nosebleeds and said to her, tell me the biggest Stevie Wonder fans that we can give these to. And she immediately thought of us. And you were like in shock. You you didn't know what to do. And you were going like, hurry, hurry. And I said, I can't. <laughs> and we get through like, so the second half of Songs in the Key of Life were like there. It was incredible. Right. Uh, and I mean, so close. And and then we, we opened the wines for sure and celebrated. Yes. And then they play after Songs in the Key of Life. They played for, for like another hour of right. just hits. It was. But what about what about the people? The yeah. people. Looked, OK, so the 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 young couple, they were like maybe 30 ish. Right. I would say. Yeah. They were very stylish and very kind of quiet. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, they're a little odd. So anyway, they went back and got some food and came back uh-huh. and they were eating. And then. Yeah. They left right before the show was over. And I said, yeah, what? Was- why? And I remember <laughs> I was on my phone, I think, and I was telling people like, I can't believe this happened. This right. has to be a God thing. Oh, totally. And I really thought that maybe those two people mm-hmm. were not. Yeah. Human. Yeah. Yeah. I thought and, maybe they were angels. Yeah, they kind of disappeared that, in an angelic they, way. Because they disappeared. <laughs> yeah, they, right. It was like they were gone. And I'm like, who would leave a show like this? I mean, it was only halfway through right. pretty much when they left. I know. It was crazy. And man, yeah. Stevie Wonder. What? So all those things make it amazing. But also it's the best concert I've ever seen in my life. Me too. I mean, it was incredible. Just Stevie himself. And then he's got like this 12 piece band. Right. They performed ev- everything perfectly to the note. And right. then, you know, doing superstition at the end. And just India Ari was there singing right. with him. Yeah. And then uh, Janelle Monet came on stage and yeah. she sang. It was a party. It was like Atlanta was just. It felt like everybody was there. We did yes. run into Monique, <laughs> as a matter we of fact. We ran into Monique. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. An and I found out later some people I knew were there, too. Right. From my church. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so cool. And I yeah. remember we went on the elevator going like, wasn't that like the greatest thing ever? And everybody was just smiling like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. And yeah. I kept saying to you like, do you believe that happened? I know. It was it was really almost out of this world. Totally. I mean, I, in a I'm way. I'm so glad that like 
I wish that, you know, other people in our family could have experienced it as well. I know. But it was, it was almost cooler that it was just the two of us that got to right. have that it was a special, experience. It was really It was cool. really special. Yeah. Well, and I used to always tell you about Stevie Wonder and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, how cool he was. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a cool uh, individual as well as... Uh, I got a funny story um, about that. I mean, yeah. about Stevie Wonder. When yeah. I was about 15 or 16... Um, back in the old days, the supermarket had this terrible, like dentist office music, like elevator music, kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and one day I was in the frozen section yeah, and a Stevie wonder song was, it's the first song I heard that was a pop song. That was an R and B song in a supermarket. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And I was dancing by myself in the frozen aisle. Were you like that commercial with the cartoons going low, 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 low? Yeah, like that. <laughs> the so, Kroger so, commercial, I yeah. I cannot believe it. Yeah. And I think it was, I was made to love her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great yeah. one. That yes. makes sense. Yeah, because uh, that was late 60s still, right? Right, exactly. And then didn't you get into James Brown uh, a lot in that time yeah. too? Yes, my mother my mother hated James Brown, but I totally was into James Brown. And yeah. Aretha Franklin, oh my God. Forget why, about it. Why did she hate James Brown? Uh, because he was too loud and he, he screamed. So she that you know, she, she didn't see it as music. Yeah. No, it wasn't music. He was just shouting. What yeah, music was she into? Oh, well, she was into big band music and Bing okay. Crosby and Yeah, yeah. You know. But she could sing, though. She mm -hmm. didn't sing like she had kind of a breathy voice, but she sang OK. She sang well. Right. Yeah. She would sing me the long, long trail of winding to go to right. sleep. Right. <laughs> right. I've Wasn't seen that like a World movies. War One song or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was World War One or World War Two. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was World War One because her maybe. parents sang it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Look at me go. His, history, man. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, yep. big band stuff is cool, too. I mean... I love big band music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Frank Sinatra was one of the first that I got into because of you and the neighbor Gloria. Neighbor that Gloria next me. door. <laughs> yeah. You took she, a hairbrush and you... That's a microphone. She made me perform Strangers in the Night for I, you. I know. Uh, it was so funny. You were so cute. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Do you know well, that little Robert now sings? He makes he up know? songs. Yeah, I'll have to oh, send you great. a couple of uh, things that <laughs> Susie sent me. Yeah. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. It I have no idea. It skips a generation does. sometimes. Right. But exactly. I, I would say, though, I mean, Susie especially, I mean, her voice is, is awesome. Yes. And uh, yeah. I'll take credit for that. Yeah. It's you, in the blood. You taught her well also. Thank you. But, uh, and me too. Even yes. though I was uh, hesitant to always take your uh, advice because I wanted to do the more rocking uh, yeah. stuff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know how that goes. Yeah. But I mean, I love rock. I love all kinds of music. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you're the coolest mom uh, ever. Uh, so thank you so much for doing this interview. Well, thank you for asking me. I was very honored and, and nervous. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, you shouldn't be nervous to uh, be on Johnny Radio, of all things. <laughs> no, you're going to be, you know, you could be, you could be somebody. <laughs> You definitely could. You could be a contender instead of a bum. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to wait. What was the line from the jerk where he says, uh, uh, where he's like, I'm somebody now because he's in the phone book. People are going to start seeing me now. Or Yeah, yeah. Or, Maven Johnson. And then the Nathan guy Johnson, picks the guy him randomly to start shooting at him. <laughs> right. And he's like the oil cans and the gas station and everything. Yeah classic yeah uh while we're on that note yeah martin short 
Oh, please. If, uh, yeah, the two of them together are great. But if I had to pick one. Oh, wait, Will Ferrell. I love Will Ferrell. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But Martin Short is, has that just whacked out thing that no one else has. No one else and, has. And oh, just, I love Steve Carell, too. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love his him. laugh. Yes. Yeah. Kristen Wiig. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Kristen Wiig is awesome. Please. Yes. Of course. Right. Um, but what about that Martin Short special from uh, the oh, 80s where he does all the, the characters and then uh, Jack Rogers the Jr. The magician guy. Yeah. In the world of magic. And all that stuff. Everything is <laughs> great. great. Yeah. I still That's put great. that on sometimes. I quote it all the time still like the uh or we do when we say i got yes, you two shirts i got you two shirts <laughs> is that your laundry now, who do you who do you have to stop to get some soft butter <laughs> irvin cohen irvin yeah. cohen that's so that, that great. whatever uh, hey like, oh, else you want to put in there yeah yeah that's great we could yeah. just do an hour of quoting that truly but yeah so yeah. this is why uh, I I do have to say again I think you should uh, do something, some okay, some some <laughs> funny stuff because okay. it's a gift that uh, you do have, and I I think um, you you definitely need to keep sharing it. So okay, roll. We'll up. see. Roll. roll up, roll around, and <laughs> roll over. <laughs> yeah, but but stay safe during COVID, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but after that, yeah, we'll have next a good year. time. Yeah, good. Everyone's times. gonna be so like ready to do everything. At, Everybody's at once. gonna be like flipping around and jumping yeah. around in cartwheels. Sure. Yeah, maybe <laughs> even me. Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I love you, Ma. I love you too. You're the best. So are you. Should we sign off how we usually do on our phone calls? Okay. I love you, you chop chuck. Oh, that, that was going to be mine. Uh, oh. I love you too, you leg of lamb. All right, you sidewinder. Okay, you uh, frisbee thrower. <laughs> I can't. <You> chop. <laughs> I can't top that. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Love Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs>